0: Welcome to Scale Up Valley podcast, where we bring world-class leaders to share the hard learned lessons on their journey navigating wartime. These are very special times. A lot of companies are scaling up, but many, many companies are managing wartime, adjusting and preparing to be stronger. I'm Mary Menezes, your host, and today we have a very special guest to help navigate our time and to share her perspective and experience as a female leader. I'm honored to host Marta Carvalho Araújo, CEO of Casta Bell. Marta, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for for having me.
0: (laughs) So let us know more about yourself, your life and career journey.
1: Well, it's it's not it's not like it's been a really long journey in any case. But uh, so I'm um, I'm 38. Um, I'm the CEO of Castelwell. Uh I it all began. Well, I was I was born in a small town uh, next to the border with Spain, um, and and we me and my two siblings uh, we studied there, preparing to leave which is pretty much what happens to people who uh, are born and raised in, uh, in small towns and in, in inland Portugal. So what happened to us was that uh, we got, uh, we, we went uh, to college um, in, in Porto and the two of them, uh, they went to medical school, whereas I uh, went to sciences. So I went to chemistry. So what I did, uh, I graduated from chemistry, and then I got a PhD in chemistry, and then I started working for Castelbell, which is uh, the company that I am uh, running uh, right now.
0: Wow, great. I read that Castelbell sells happiness. True. How is that? (laughs) And very important this time.
1: Sure, absolutely. People really need happiness desperately right now. So, so what we do is that we manufacture fragrance products. So we're talking about um, lotions, gels, creams, but we're also talking about home fragrances in the sense of uh, diffusers, candles, uh, draw liners, and room sprays. So we're talking about fragrance gifts because we're, they, are so, um, they are conceived with such care and they're designed with such love uh, that we consider them gifts. But it's not just us, actually. It's, it's the consumer. It's the customers uh, that see the products that we make as a gift, either for themselves or for giving to their loved ones.
0: Wow, such a, a great idea for uh, mothers of uh, Mother Day.
1: <laughs> oh, mother's Day, Father's Day, whatever. <laughs> every day is special when you can actually give something uh, that makes the other person happy, which is what we try to then do every day. <laughs>
0: And, well, about this global crisis that is a, a real superhero training. Uh, at Scale Up Valley, we believe there are three critical ingredients to navigate wartime and get back to scale after war. One, radical focus, world class leadership and the culture of execution. The number one, radical focus, how you define the critical priorities during these uncertain times with your leadership team?
1: Well, focus is important at any time. It's not just <laughs> when you have a crisis, actually. Uh, but I would say that probably w- when you mention this right now, specifically for this time, is because people now, uh, they, they are divided between different kinds of, uh, of um, uh, people and and circumstance uh, drawing them uh into uh things as in if you're at home and you have if you're doing remote work and you're surrounded by a family and you get asked lots of things at the same time that you have to work well it may be more difficult to keep your focus i, I would i would assume that that's uh, pretty much uh, the kind of uh focus that you mean but uh but actually this is something that right now I see as the the only advantage that you can find in actually getting a decrease of the pace of doing business right now because of course as you can imagine everything slows down uh, when you have this kind of uh, environment is exactly that you can actually focus more on things and you can think more because you have more time to think yeah so so what happens to me for instance right now is um that because there's less interaction, there's less people calling, there's less ringing, there's less emailing, there's less of all of that, I can actually focus more on the task that is guaranteeing the survival of the company and the, and the keep running and, the, and the, the team keeping happy and the, everybody remaining productive. So, whereas you would think that because of all the distractions of the family or of staying at home would make it more difficult, i actually think that the fact that the rest of the distractions uh, that are uh, no longer there uh, makes it easier to focus
0: and how do you keep that good positive
1: energy calm uh, to you and to your team well actually that's something that i i, I believe that it can be trained but I believe that it's also born with you. <laughs> it's something that you either have or you don't <laughs> pretty much <laughs> uh, and and in my case, I believe that I was blessed with that it's um I can keep calm in stressful times and uh, this is something that has been helping me uh for a long time now, uh, because of course, never like nowadays because nowadays uh it's a really, really stressful uh circumstance that you have to deal with but uh but it, you have problems all the time. Uh, your lifelong—it's—it's not—it's not something that all the problems landed on you just now. It's like a, <laughs> you, we are problem solvers uh, all our life, and uh, and we have to deal with stress and pressure, and and we have to deal with timings, and we have to deal with uh, uh, having to deliver, uh, regardless. Of, of everything else. And, uh, and so that's why I believe that a good humor is essential. I believe that you have to remain calm to transmit that uh, tranquility to the people around you and that people can think better if they're not too stressed out. Uh, they need to, uh, you know, just think about it in a way that the only goal that you have is to sort it out. Don't, don't ignore the rest. It's just, okay, there's a problem. I need to sort it out. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> wow. And related to with that and world class leadership, um, yes, peace and wartime executives need to have similar strategies, and, but they have different personalities and uh, they can develop uh, skills what, do, what skills do you think that uh, a leader is important to have in these times?
1: Well, again, if you think about, uh, if you compare the wartime with the peacetime, uh, and, and if you think that the skill set is completely different, well, my opinion is it's that it's not that different. It's just that the companies that do well in times of peace, are not that different from the companies that do well in times of war, or really well. Not just the ones that do well, but the ones that do really well are the ones that are trained to do both things. Okay, and and even when you think that everything's super peaceful, uh, you will do better if you behave as if it weren't. So, and a good example of that is uh, you remember that uh, uh, Sun Tzu book, The Art of War. Uh, actually, that is. That is not really a guide for war. Or it, it, was, rent, it was It was wrote, written to be one, but it's meant to be used in times of peace. So the strategies that you need to use in times of war are quite handy in times of peace too. So it's not as if I, I think that you need to be more empathetic. Now, you always need to be empathetic. It's, <laughs> it's a, now, one thing that may make a very big difference is that Uh, resilience and that uh, um, keeping it together and keeping calm that is of course a lot more important because you're not being tested in peace times you only get tested towards that in war times Uh, but I believe that throughout your career you will always find with pandemics or without pandemics you will always find stressful times so summarizing things like um, trying to put yourself in the shoes of someone else being empathetic, uh, remaining uh, an, an understanding person and, and keeping it simple and, and being, and the focus that you mentioned, of course, you need to keep focused. You don't, you cannot get distracted with everything that, uh, with the next shiny thing. Uh, and, and you have to deal with uncertainty. And at the same time, that you need to show off your confidence, you also should be showing off your vulnerability because people relate to that. You do not have to look like a superhero to manage or to leave something. Actually people will get along better with your team strategy and they will cooperate more if they can relate to you. So. Behaving like uh, a superwoman is not really going to help. It's like uh, (laughs) you need to keep your connection to people.
0: And about the cultural of execution, what rhythms meeting routines are serving the best to assure that everyone is up to date and on the same page?
1: You mean like uh, video conferencing and things like that?
0: Yes, usually you have in maybe weekly or bi-weekly,
1: in-person. Well, what I think is that, again, what you need to do is you need to do pretty much the same things that you would do in in normal times, sorry, just having to deal with the physical distance. So you adapt to the physical distance. It's not like you do an entirely different thing because you're away. So what I mean is, why would you have a video conference to deal with things that if you were here all together in the office, you wouldn't have a physical meeting to do? Meaning, if the normal thing is to write an email, why would you replace that by a video conference? Uh, You wouldn't. I mean, uh, if if the normal thing is to have an internal call to ask something. You don't need a Zoom call to replace the internal phone call. You just call them on your mobile. So you just migrate to the virtual world the things that you, do, you would do in a similar way physically. So if you don't have meetings if in, uh, in your daily life, normal, regular, without the pandemics, if you don't waste your time with long meetings, then now, Uh, You shouldn't waste your time with long meetings. So don't force it. Don't push it uh, onto people. Why would you have a meeting with 10 people simultaneously if in regular times in the office you would have it with two or three? You don't need that. You don't need that. So to keep productive, try to think about what would I do in normal times and then just adjust it to the circumstance you have. But don't change it altogether. Because everything's changing already. Why would you change that too? Just, just try and uh, keep it rational. Keep it rational and simple. Uh,
0: but usually, what is the cadence, the best practice that you have with your team? We
1: have, so I would, so, so that, uh, sorry, I, I didn't uh, finish that. So basically, when we have meetings with the sales team, if we have a daily meeting, we now have the same daily meeting, just using Zoom. Instead of, uh, uh, instead of being in a room and talking to each other. If the, imagine the design team, if the design team starts their day by having a coffee uh, at the common room, then they should start their day by having a virtual meeting where they're having coffee, each of them at their home, just chatting. So it's, that's, that's what I mean by replacing, but keeping the same routine. Replacing the medium, but keeping the same routine. So, same cadency. Same. If we have uh, uh, board meetings once a month, we keep having board meetings once a month. Once a month. If we have uh, executive board meetings uh, twice a month, we will still have those. So that's why I'm saying it's not that difficult, actually. If you just keep your routine.
0: And for instance, uh, your monthly or quarterly, do you have an all hands team? Do I have a? With, a, with our all company. The oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay.
1: No, we, have, we have every month, uh, we have an, uh, what we call the uh, cross department meeting. So it's, it's uh, the person in charge of each department, all of us meet and, uh, and we talk to each other about this. Actually, in this particular case, we did uh, something different. Uh, we realized that having 12 people. <laughs> simultaneously on a video call is not that productive. And, uh, and so what we're doing now is that we're trying to cut things in chunks. And instead of having everyone at the same time talking about everything, we just uh, do it in a segmented way. And we talk more about financial with the finance, finance guys and the design with the design guys. And now we are segmenting a bit more because of that kind of uh, restriction, which is it gets too messy. When you have too many people in the Zoom conference, it gets too complicated, and everybody wants to talk at the same time, and it's, it's odd. And then also on video conferencing, you kind of exponentiate the things that are already the personal characteristics. So those who don't speak regularly will speak even less, and, uh, and those that speak too much will speak even more, and, uh, mm-hmm. and you have to get things uh, under control, and, and it's a bit more difficult.
0: Wow, I read something that uh, when you you start the role as a CEO, you have that goal and you have to define how to achieve uh, that goal or vision. Uh, how that work for you as a leader?
1: Well, it was actually not that difficult uh, because we have a really really good team. And this may sound uh, uh, as a common thing to say, but, uh, but actually in our particular case, we have a lot of people in the team that are super well-trained and that know exactly what they're doing. And, and because of that, it's easy to delegate onto those people and to trust them and to really believe that things will get achieved. And this is what's been happening here. It's it's not as if uh, all the knowledge landed on one person and that person has to control everything. It's pretty much the opposite. It's people here have uh, their own expertise and besides that, they have a wider view of things. So my role, of course, is to have the big picture, but even within the smaller pictures, they have also a conscience of what's the overall thing. So, it's quite easy to coordinate when there's a culture that is that strong uh, and, and when people really feel motivated. And it's, it's been easy. Now, that is exactly where the, thing of the, the theme of war comes in. It's, it's been easy to motivate people so far because things have been going well so far. So we've always uh, had good results. So since the beginning of the company, we never decreased our turnover, which surely is not going to happen this year, unfortunately, yeah, for, anybody, congrats for anybody, for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's been easy to deal with a team where things go well. It's been easy. So this is going to be the probation year. This is going to be the difficult year is when things are not going to go uh, as well and you still need to keep everyone together and working towards a single. So that is why I am even more uh, concentrated and motivated towards keeping calm and trying to um, gather everyone together and making sure that nobody feels uh, left aside. And this is, this is the kind of things that, technical competence, it's there. It's like, it's, it's a given. So I don't need to worry about that. They know what they're doing. So now is the time to actually coordinate in a different kind of way, which is pretty much just, guys, it's not gonna be a great year. We know it, okay? So that, check, everybody knows that. So from there, that is our starting point. From there, we need to see what it is that we can do. We need to plan, we need to uh, study, we need to uh, do all sorts of scenarios, we need to, then execute on those. But actually, the planning, the diagnosing, all of that is the most important thing to do right now. Even though, of course, nobody can control anything and and it's not like uh, it's easy to figure out. Of course it's not, nobody knows what will happen. We don't know what's gonna happen. But that's where the diagnosing and the scenarioing and all of that uh, gets important.
0: And how you balance your intuition and what the numbers are telling you.
1: Well, uh, numbers are numbers, <laughs> <laughs> numbers, numbers have a very, uh, big strength here. And, 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 uh, and they usually say that what you can't measure doesn't exist. So basically, <laughs> uh, numbers show you the reality, uh, but they don't really show you the future. They show you the past. So, this is where intuition becomes important, especially at a time where no prediction can be made. It's just like, uh, you can look at what happened in the past, and then you can try to project that into the future. But that would be a regular future, a a future that would uh, emulate what happened in the past, which is exactly the opposite of what we have today. We have no clue of what's going to happen. And this is this is probably the time where intuition is the most important.
0: And also, when you have uh, innovation, the innovation part of the business.
1: Maybe. Sure. Well, well, uh, innovation happens uh, has to happen all the time. It's of course it's never in our case. In our case, it's never going to be disruptive innovation. It's always going to be incremental innovation. It's not like we just figured everything out and now we created the brand new product nobody else in the world has ever done. That doesn't really happen. It's like the things that you do is you just grab something that has been done in a different field or different industry and you just adapt that to your own. And this is something that we have been quite good at doing. And this is what we will keep doing, of course. Now, I understand that in some industries, innovation is going to get harder in the in the near future because of funding whereas in other industries like healthcare and and uh immunology virology uh public health those are probably going to get a lot of funding uh in the next within the next one two years at least uh while people don't forget that what happened because usually memory is short and usually Uh, If you have an an issue, a problem, like you get a pump of money into that problem. And then as soon as the problem fades away, people forget it and they just ignore it and they stop funding it, which is kind of crazy, but it is what it is.
0: (laughs) And uh, our favorite questions. Oh, the last one. Nice. (laughs) What advice would you give to your younger self if you had the opportunity to meet Marta
1: eight years <laughs> behind, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, what would I tell myself? Um, I would say that probably eight years ago, I didn't uh, have that kind of bigger picture that I was telling you about earlier on. It's try. Uh, try and see the whole thing at the same time, and not just that, you having the bigger picture, meaning you conveying that bigger picture to, to the people around you that cannot have it themselves. Meaning, if you actually see what's going on around you, then it's your responsibility to transmit that to the people who actually are not in a position to see the whole thing and by this i mean that you shouldn't focus on detail too much you shouldn't criticize too much the small things and you should actually try to um, motivate and putting all the pieces together towards seeing the big big thing and in personal uh, uh terms what that what this means is suffering too much and to the martyr eight years ago uh, i would say don't don't uh, suffer too much from the things that are not uh, perfect that don't go a hundred percent well just do it right don't do it perfect Uh, the usual thing of uh, uh, better done than perfect And, uh, and and you should actually do things do more things instead of less things and perfect uh this is what i would do and and of course don't uh um don't let your stamina go away don't don't pay too much attention to the people who don't deserve too much attention uh don't focus too much on technical aspects when actually the main result is going to come from human aspects uh study the numbers, of course. Uh, if, if, I had, if, if I had had the opportunity eight years ago of studying a bit more of finance, that's what I would have done. Uh, at the time, it was difficult because there was really no time to do everything. I had to start from somewhere, uh, but, uh, but uh, maybe I would tell myself, well, at night or in your spare uh, time, that was not a lot, but still, read about uh accountancy and finance and things that have to do with numbers because that would have helped me a lot at the beginning uh it's easier now not too easy but easier now and but but at the beginning was a bit difficult
0: wow so much learning thank (laughs) you (laughs) and when you need to like have a moment and you need to focus even Uh, that difficult times. Do you have a quote, a word for you to tell yourself?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, uh, I think that to be able to have a moment for yourself is important. And that moment, in my case, is what I call an active rest. An active rest means doing some physical activity, in my particular case, I'm talking about doing Pilates, but it can be do anything. Uh, just you can, uh, well, now going to a swimming pool is probably not that easy, but, uh, <laughs> but each of us will probably have some kind of physical activity that they like, or at least they don't dislike too much. And uh, that is probably the moment where you can think and focus on yourself, because actually it's only when you can count on the best version of yourself that you can treat people right, and that you can actually uh, give it back to the other ones around you, is don't give the worst version of yourself to others, give the best version of yourself to others. So take care of yourself, do, do some physical activity, uh, think, stay calm, and keep it simple.
0: Wow, what the best way to end this show. So have a moment of yourself. To be the best of yourself for you and for the others. Okay? There's no better time to be a hero to your family, to your coworkers, to your friends, to your community. Thanks so much, Marta, for You're making welcome. the time to share your wisdom with us, with our community. And thank you to our community for being on that side. We keep you, bring you the best of the best to help you during scaling up and wartime. Stay safe, stay strong. Bye.